listening to the Casting for Fun podcast, the show that talks about entertainment, sports, music, and inspirational stories for all to enjoy. We're glad that you could join us today. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, here is your host, Albert Pineda. Hello, everyone. This is the Casting for Fun podcast. I am your host, Albert Pineda, and this is for the week of March 7th. Tuesday, March 7, 2023, episode 64 of the show. I'm very happy you're here with me. Uh, for this week's episode, I'm going to be talking to a very good friend, Davis Bench. Uh, Davis and I have been friends for many years. Uh, it's been a while since I've talked to him, spoken to him, but we've kept in close contact over the years, which is really cool. Uh, so I'm, I'm grateful that I'm going to get the chance to finally get him on the podcast. We've had some scheduling conflicts, but we finally been able to work it out. Uh, before I get to my conversation with Davis, though, I wanted to give a quick belated birthday shout out. So my mom, uh, Anna Pineda, celebrated her birthday yesterday on March the 6th. So happy birthday, mom. Love you. And of course, uh, frequent collaborator and good friend of the show, uh, Sean Lovano, also celebrated a birthday on March 6th. So happy birthday, Sean. Uh, happy belated birthday to the two of you. And I'm grateful <coughs> that you've been on the show before. And I'm grateful I'm still recording. This is really cool and really fun for me. Anyways, this is my conversation with Davis Bench. We talk about a variety of cool topics. Disneyland, uh, favorite bands, particularly Incubus, uh, the Lakers, particularly during uh, the good the good years with uh, Kobe and Paul Gasol. Um, lots of other great things. And of course, Davis has a really important great announcement to make, which I'll let him do on the podcast. Okay, so without further ado, here we go. This is my conversation with Davis Bench. Joining me for the first time on the Casting for Fun podcast is a very good friend of mine. Who, I mean, haven't spent a, a little bit of time, but I, I'm grateful to say that we've kept in close contact over the years, which is really, really cool. It's my good friend, Davis Bench. Davis, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Good to be here. Awesome. Thank you again for, for joining me uh, on this podcast. Uh, I kind of started this just over a year ago, just for fun, because I, I just love getting together with friends who I haven't talked to in a while. I don't know if you've listened to any of my other episodes or... I haven't. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I got to chat with uh, Bonnie Hanks a few weeks ago. That was kind of fun. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so sometimes I'll reach out to random people I knew from like, you know, the Glendora YSA ward and people we knew from church. I think it's just kind of fun to get back in touch with people. And yeah. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. And then of course we have so many kind of talking points that we can go over, which I think will be really, really fun and cool to have it just a general conversation about. Yeah, I think so too. This, this has kind of been in the works for, I feel like almost a year. Like we've been talking about it. Yeah, and then, and then we talked about it again, and then it kept getting pushed back, and finally, we we got it. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, you're well, definitely a busy man these days, so I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's understandable how life uh, yeah. can uh yeah life can change pretty rapidly. And speaking yeah. of that, so so again, if you're cool with this, I mean, again, I don't know if I'm stealing any thunder. I mean, I don't want any future family members of yours to be upset with me. <laughs> but no, uh, no. so I guess we do have an exclusive news breaking news for the Casting for Fun podcast in that you are now engaged. I am. Yeah, <laughs> to say that. Very cool. Yeah. So I, I definitely want to hear your story because, I mean, uh, I, I know the dating life. I mean, I from my own experience, I think it can be really tough and, and stressful and Sometimes you wonder if you're ever going to find, you know, someone who's going to be compatible with you and right. it can be kind of lonely and kind of frustrating. And then I was blessed and fortunate that uh, I was set up on a blind date with Allison and it just clicked and it worked perfectly. Of course, we did have our, our roadblocks we had to overcome as well. But uh, yeah. yeah, I want to hear your story. What exactly happened for this engagement? And I want to hear all about your uh, your future bride to be. Yeah. So her name is Yori 
and uh, we met on Mutual, the dating app. And so I, I, it, it was cool because like I just, I hadn't dated anyone seriously like for, for a while, but I just decided to give it a try, you know, I'm like, cause I, I had used the app before mm -hmm. without, you know, anything like this happening, you know, didn't, didn't lead to any like long-term relationship, but I just decided, yeah, I'll, I'll do it again. It's, you know, it's a good thing to try. So I went on and we, we matched pretty quickly. So I, I wasn't on there very, very, uh, very long, but yeah, we just started talking. It, it, it really flowed naturally. And we, we talked a lot before actually going on our first date. It was a few weeks, but, uh, once we went on the date, it was just like, yeah, this is, this is good. We just kept hanging out. So yeah. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So what clicked with, uh, Yuri specifically, like what really, what, I guess, what do you find most attractive to about her to you? I think that like when we are together, it's, it's really easy. I've never found that with anybody. It's always been like really like strained, you know, but with us, it's, it, it's just easy to like be our, ourselves. And so that's a really, really big deal. And so like, we're able to talk about pretty much anything and like even hard things. Mm -hmm. So we're able to have those conversations and just, you know, whether we're being serious or silly or just going on a drive, it's, it's just really fun to be with each other. So that that's something that I had never really experienced in, in all of my dating mm -hmm. because you know, throughout the years, I, I really had tried but I, I just never really got that. So that's, that's a big deal for me. Oh, absolutely, man. I'm, I'm grateful that you, you got it because again, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll boast about all my friends. I mean, you're, you're a super cool dude. You're definitely a huge catch. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you finally found a, a great uh, wife to marry. Uh, so that's going to be really yeah. exciting, really great for you. And you know, again, like I mentioned in the beginning, I, it, I can kind of attest that when you feel like you're doing everything right and everything isn't quite clicking or you're not quite finding uh, the right people today or you're not getting into a serious relationship when you want to be, it can be frustrating and hard. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy for you that you got finally got it to work out right. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I like the way that things have progressed and, you know, it, every step forward just makes sense, you know. It, it's just like, yeah, of course, this is the next thing we're going to do. And this is the next thing we're going to do. So, I mean, we're, we're really different. And, but at the same time, we have enough in common, but, you know, a lot of our values are really similar. And, but at the same time, I, in a lot of ways, we're, we're very polar opposites. So in our case that, uh, you know, like opposites attract for mm -hmm. us, that's true. And that, that's an important thing for me too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're able to, if you're willing, uh, would you be willing to share uh, your engagement story? How exactly did you propose? Yeah. Um, so we we actually had been talking about it um, before I actually proposed. And so we knew that that's the direction we wanted to go. We were we were really clear from the beginning, like we we weren't dating just to play around. Like we had, we, we, we were dating with a purpose. And so when we started really talking about marriage, like to each other, we, um, we started actually to plan a little bit, um, 
as much as we could, you know, but, but to make plans for the future and then even um, like more concrete plans for, you know, a wedding and, you know, reception and all of that. But we, um, we knew that it was going to happen. She knew that what my intentions were. And so we actually talked a lot about, uh, you know, getting a ring and, you know, all of that. And it's really funny. She wouldn't tell me what she wanted. She wouldn't tell me what, what ring, you know, when we look at all the rings on, you know, whether on Instagram or in stores, she wouldn't really be clear about what her favorite ones were because she wanted me to decide. And so that was kind of cool. I, I personally enjoyed that where I got to, you know, really think about her and what I thought would be, you know, a ring that was good for her and basing it on her personality. And so eventually I got a ring and um, I, I think she really likes it, but um, we, we got engaged during a, a photo shoot that she and I were doing together. We, it was snowing. So I live in Utah so we went up to um, an area that had, you know, kind of up in the mountains that had a lot of snow. And so we were taking pictures on her um, tripod. You know, she connected her phone and mm -hmm. could take pictures remotely with, like, with a remote control. So we would stand in front, you know, take some pictures because that's always fun for us to do. And so before um, we left, um, we put it on video because we were just going to play in the snow. And then that's when I proposed. So, so I was able to get that, you know, on video kind of to capture it mm -hmm. um, without having to have somebody else like hiding to, to, <laughs> take the, to the video. So that was, that was really fun. That that's kind of fun for us to look back on and, uh, you know, see, you know, when I proposed and stuff, but yeah, it, it was something we knew would happen, but I think she was a little surprised when, when I, when I did it. So I, I still, I still got to surprise her with, with the proposal. Awesome. That's a wonderful story, man. Like it, it's really cool because I think oftentimes girls, I mean, oftentimes, I mean, the majority of times girls would really love that story that, to get to share like, Hey, this is the way my, my husband or my spouse proposed to me. So I think it's something that she would cherish for, for her life, which would be really great and cool. And, uh, and yeah, yeah. So Again, I, I hope that it's okay that the story's kind of breaking on my podcast. I mean, majority of people who are who know us, who are mutual friends of both of us, may be listening and finding out right now that you are engaged. <laughs> yeah. So I hope that's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's totally okay. Okay, awesome, awesome. Well, wishing you and Yuri all the best. I hope you guys have a wonderful marriage together. I'm really excited for you guys. It's going to be really great. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I want to shift gears just a little bit. So going back to our time attending the the YSA ward, the Young Single Adult Ward for our church, uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day yeah. Saints, that's actually how we met and became friends. And it's actually a, a little bit of a, a personal story that I don't know if I've shared with many people, but uh, for a while, I kind of like fell into bad habits and was like not going to church. Uh, so I just wasn't really being active, going at all, but uh, my, my name and my records were there in the ward. So, but uh, for just by pure chance, they happened to assign you and I to be home teaching companions so that we were given assignments for going to visit specific people, just see how they're doing, kind of like build friendships and camaraderie, if you will. Uh, this is kind of more of an explanation for anybody not familiar with our faith, even though I think the majority of my listeners are LDS, but, 
Uh, regardless, though, so I wasn't going, but all of a sudden you reached out to me. You gave me a phone call and said, hey, we're companions. Do you want to go out and do some home teaching? And I remember getting like thinking, oh, who's this guy, Davis? Why is he calling me for? <laughs> but actually you reaching out actually brought me back into the fold, back to activity for church. So I'm always grateful for that. So so thank you. It's been, it's been we've been friends ever since, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I always tell people that story, too, because I, I, I think it's like how we like we started as home teaching companions, but we stayed friends. And like, we've done a lot, you know, mm -hmm. together over the years, like yeah, yeah. we don't live in the same state anymore, but we still, even though we're, you know, we live a few states apart, we, we still keep in contact. And so like, I, I always tell people that too, because to me, that's a really cool story. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks. And our, our time and not just uh, whether we were both there at the same time or maybe you were attending and I wasn't or I was attending and you weren't. Uh, the YSA Ward, I think, for the Glendora uh, stake was really cool. So what, do you have fond memories or like, you know, friendships we made there? What were your favorite experiences going there? I just I, I think of that ward as like the ward where I started like coming out of my shell and really making a lot of friends. Because growing up, I was always really shy. And mm -hmm. but in that word, I really started to, like, feel comfortable making a lot of different friends and like people that I could hang out with outside of church mm -hmm. and have, like, you know, developed a lot of like good relationships. And mm -hmm. so that's why that word is kind of special to me, because I, I just I think of that word. I think of like going to institute also and stuff like that. So it was really cool for me. Oh, I absolutely agree. In fact, like you mentioned about making good friends. So, I mean, there's so many others that, uh, so you have close contact with Tyler Ivansich. I have close contact with, he's been on the podcast a couple of times. Uh, Nick Turner. I mean, I, we grew up in the same home ward, so I've known Nick for many, many years, but All it was right. great to, uh, other friends like, you know, Doug Johnson and Matt Norwood and, yeah. uh, Jesse Ramos and so many guys, I, uh, Jim Ingram, uh, you know, there's it. I can't really remember everybody, but again, I, I kind of want to make the effort to reach out to people and just have like a, a sit down conversation like this because it's really cool just to kind of think back and reminisce on those times when uh, we would do something simple, like you said, maybe go to Buffalo Wild Wings after Institute, and yeah, have a blast and have so much fun. Yeah, yeah, going to your house, watching Laker games, mm -hmm. you know, all of that. Go with you also, like specifically, like. I think I went to my first concert with you. That's right. That's right. For uh, G Love and Special Sauce, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that one. That was first, and then eventually we went to Three Eleven. I think yeah. afterwards. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really good times. Really good times. And uh, and speaking of the Lakers, though, so it was really cool that when we got to know each other and become friends, we we found out that we shared that in common that we were both fans of the team. Um, mm. It, it maybe it's it's a little hard to keep track of the team now because they're not really that good. Plus, uh, yeah. and be and be honest, I don't really watch as much NBA as I used to. But uh, I mean, the, the team back then was really great because at that same era in 2008, they had just uh, draft. I'm sorry, they had just traded for Paul Gasol. Uh, they, mm -hmm. they ended up losing in the finals that year to the Celtics, but they ended up coming back, bouncing back and beating Orlando in 2009, and then getting revenge against the Celtics in 2010. So I guess the question I would want to ask you is what drew you to the Lakers and uh, who was actually your all-time favorite Laker? So originally what drew me to the Lakers, uh, a childhood friend of mine, he, you know, he had older brothers that 
watch, you know, would watch the Lakers. And Mm -hmm. so he did too. And then as a result, I did also. And so that's how I, I started, you know, realizing, yeah, Lakers, that's my team, Mm -hmm. you know, they're LA. And then of course, at that time, Kobe was just starting. He was a rookie and like, yeah, we'd watch it on their big screen and like, you know, I'd see Kobe like doing like a cool dunk and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like I like this player. And, but eventually, you know, he became my favorite basketball player of all time. Like even to the point where I was a Lakers fan because of Kobe mm-hmm. and like it, like he, I would still say he's my favorite celebrity of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. not just basketball, just, you know, favorite celebrity. More than any musician, more than any actor, any other athlete. So, like, I, I really idolized him. And, like, not only was he, like, you know, one of the greatest ever, but, like, the most entertaining to watch. Like, mm-hmm. the acrobatics and all that stuff. So... Like, yeah, I really loved the Lakers because of Kobe. And then you had other players like Pau Gasol and, well, like so many, like, you know, mm-hmm. dozens of like really great players that that I can think of that were more like so, like supporting players, mm-hmm. but still like in their own right, like really, really great. And so, you know, I, I always loved watching the Lakers. I, you know, I didn't have cable at that time, so I could only watch it on like, you know, Channel 9. Yeah, <laughs> that's the talent. So, um, but when it wasn't when it was a home game and I couldn't watch it on TV, I would listen to it on the radio. Mm-hmm. And like I remember, like all these buzzer beaters and like you know really close games, and I'd be like glued to my like radio, like listening. And like then I'd finally hear like, oh yeah, Kobe, you know, made a, a shot at the buzzer, Lakers win, and I it would be like the most like amazing thing, even though I only listened to it, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I really loved the Lakers, but Kobe, he was the reason why. Oh, absolutely, man. I, yeah. I totally agree with you on that sentiment. So I wanted to ask you, so do you remember where you were when you heard the, the unfortunate sad news of his passing and along with him and uh, his daughter, Gigi and all those who unfortunately perished on that unfortunate accident? I don't remember where I was exactly, but I, it was either my brother or um, a friend of mine who told me, mm-hmm. but I just remember being like, what? Like, wow, that's, that's crazy. Like, how can Kobe Bryant be dead? He's, you know, mm-hmm. he's so young, but like, you know, he had, he had just recently retired, not too long before. Yeah. So like it was just so strange like wow no more Kobe because I would I would still see Kobe because he had retired but I would still see him pop up with other random things like whether like business stuff like investing or like um, writing a I think he was writing a children's book or you know all these things that he was like kind of working on and like I, I would still see him pop up in you know on TV on the internet but I'm like wow so yeah, he's gone. But it, it's funny. I went to a restaurant um, here in Utah. Uh, it was Benny Hanna's, and they had a picture of Kobe on the wall because he had gone there mm-hmm. um, in, in Salt Lake. And so it was fun. That This was really recent, like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So just thinking of Kobe Bryant, it, it brought that up for me. But I'm like, yeah, 
wow, okay, I got to see Kobe again. But yeah, it, it was it kind of felt a little bit like a loss because you know he he really was my favorite celebrity. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can tell for sure that uh, the all the citizens of Los Angeles were just absolutely heartbroken. It was, uh, you know, touching to see all the tributes people were paying at uh, uh, then Staples Center. It's it's so weird to me that they call it it's crypto.com now. But <laughs> and you're right. I mean, he was involved in so many uh, uh, extracurricular stuff outside of basketball. Like he, he won an Oscar for a, a short movie he helped produce called Dear Basketball. I think that oh, was yeah. in 2018. So so just a, like a, two years before he passed. Because if I remember, yeah. it was uh, 2020, right before the pandemic hit, that the unfortunate accident occurred. But yeah, um, I think about it often. I mean, I'm just you know saddened by by his passing. He meant so much to um, uh, Southern California and and even like people across the country. So absolutely love Kobe Bryant. So yeah, oh, very good, very good. Uh, I want to touch base on another subject now. I wanted to jump to music. So you you brought it up earlier that. We, I got to take you to your first concert, which is pretty cool. I'm glad I had that opportunity <laughs> uh, to see G Love and Special Sauce, and we also got to see 311. Uh, but I know that your favorite band, at least back then, was Incubus, which we also shared in common that we had, we absolutely both love that band. Uh, I can't remember, but what is your favorite Incubus album? Ooh, I don't I mean, know. Do you have one, or am I putting you too much on the spot? I, I, I. I'm not sure. I like them all for different reasons, but maybe, maybe like Morning View, or maybe, uh, my mind just went blank. Blank. Um, the Make Yourself. The one. Not Make Yourself is my favorite for like really sentimental reasons, uh-huh. and it's also like it's so artistic. Like the, it's the vibe is so interesting, uh-huh. and, and it was the first. You know, it was the first album from them that. I think I got it for Christmas. I asked oh. my mom because I, I heard drive on the radio. I'm like, wow, what is this? And I, I just was blown away by it. But that, that album is my favorite for like sentimental reason and also like artistic reasons because of how interesting it is. Mm-hmm. But like, if, if I just like think what's my favorite album, it would either be morning view or what's the, what's the album with like dig and oh, uh, like uh, like grenades like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's one of those and, and oh, both cool. of those are a little more like accessible i guess or even like poppy to some extent yeah I, I really do like those but each album is so totally different and you know even the music they're making more recently which i'm not as familiar with but it's still just also different it's like each album has its own theme and that's one of the things i like about incubus so yeah, I, I'd say I'd say uh, like grenades or make yourself uh, not make yourself um, morning view. Oh, okay, awesome, yeah. excellent choices. Yeah, you really can't go wrong because all their stuff's really, really great. Uh, is there anything particular you're listening to now? I mean, since we last talked, so I, I know uh, uh, you're a big fan of like you know bands like uh, the Foo Fighters and Audio Slave, but uh, is there anyone in the music scene now that you're kind of digging on? So recently, I've been listening to a lot of covers because. So there's a lot of music that is coming out that mm. a lot of it I like, but some of it I actually prefer like covers. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just look for um, people doing covers on YouTube and stuff. And so not not that there's any particular artists that I really like and glued to. There there was a, a group that I that I was listening a lot to. Um, much different than Incubus, but it was just kind of different for me. And so I was really getting into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a band um 
sisters called called Cimarelli. Cimarelli. So they're, okay, they're I'm like, not familiar with them. Okay. Yeah, they're they're just like six sisters, and they they just make a lot of covers and original music. So I've I've found that really interesting over the last couple of years, but mostly just I listen to a lot of covers, and um, I've been getting more into like I have like looked back at music that I used to listen to, like really key songs and and artists but it's really random now and and, it, and it's not and it's not like i am listening to like all of the new music that comes out i'll just pick some and kind mm -hmm. of listen to a lot of it over and over again so that's what i've been doing lately oh very cool very cool yeah, yeah. That, that sounds interesting i'm always interested to hear what new people what people are listening to that's new uh, i'm also kind of checking out new stuff myself uh I don't know if you've ever heard of the band uh, Churches. No, I haven't. They're they're pretty cool. They're kind of like uh, '80s, like uh, uh, techno, like uh, synth, synth pop style with uh, a female lead singer, and, and she's backed up by by guys who play backup instruments. They're pretty cool. Uh, the one artist that I really recommend to you actually is Elise Troll. So Elise she's uh, Troll. yeah yeah she's in her early twenties, but she plays skill covers. She does original music. She does a uh, looping technique where she I mean she can she play multiple instruments like bass, guitar, piano. She sings. So she'll she'll start a beat on like bass, record it, and then keep that recording going, and then pick up a different instrument. So she's kind of like a one woman show, as you were. That's so, cool. Yeah, you should definitely check her out. I think you'd be really interested in her her style, her music. And for those who don't know, Davis is actually the guitar player himself. So you you used to play, right? Or I mean, yeah, are you still playing yeah. these days at all? I haven't played for a while, but I I still consider myself a guitarist. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So I heard some of the songs that you had recorded before with your little like side project music thing, which was pretty cool. So I was curious to hear if you're keeping up that hobby or not. Yeah, I always wonder when I'm going to pick it up again. Oh, okay, well, hopefully uh, you don't get too busy with uh, married life coming up that you abandon it all together. But <laughs> right, right, awesome, awesome. So I want to uh, jump jump uh, subjects a little bit now to uh, Disneyland. So uh, you being a Southern California guy, I mean, like most of us, we obviously had many experiences going to Disneyland, and like many of us, uh, you also had uh, the season pass back when you were living here. So I know you were a yeah. big fan of going to the park. Uh, what draw you to Disneyland? What was your favorite things to kind of do while you were there? So my favorite thing, I think a lot of what was cool about it was that I had the season pass. So there was no pressure to like go and do everything all at once. It wasn't like, you know, I had to plan really, really well. And then um, I would all, I, I would always go with Miranda from the ward. And mm -hmm. so yeah, so I, I would always go um, with Miranda, who knew everything about, like, not only Disney, but also Disneyland. And so, like, she knew all the, all the, you know, all the rides, what was, you know, the best order to do things, you know, how to, how to get, you know, into the rides without waiting too long. And so that made it a lot of fun, too. So it was kind of everything all came together to make the, the Disneyland trips go really well. And like I said, there was no pressure to really do everything because you could just go for a few hours mm -hmm. and, you know, it would be okay because you didn't lose out. You could always go, you know, next month. And so I, I feel like I, I probably was going to Disneyland like, you know, once a month, maybe. Yeah. So it was really cool. Like 
the food was great. Um, it was always just a good atmosphere. So it, it was fun just to be there. I think, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. No matter what ride you go on, it's just fun to be there. No matter what you end up doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, did you have a favorite food option particularly? I tend to be asked people that because for the longest time, like I would just go like the, for the basic stuff, like I'd go get uh, you know, pizza planet or like uh, the airport yeah. hangar right by uh, 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 soaring California. But then I discovered, Hey, if you like dig deeper, you can actually get some really cool food options. Like uh, I love, love the corn dogs from the little red wagon. That's like right there by uh, uh, on main street as you're leaving main street, heading towards uh, uh, Tomorrowland. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so do you have any food options like that? Things that you kind of enjoyed while you were going? Yeah. So, not only churros because Disneyland has the the famous churros, but <sighs> there there's a place that I I don't remember what the name is, but they had really good um uh what do you what do you call it the like on spaghetti sauce the white it's the white sauce. Oh, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I can't remember what it's called, but that was really, really good. So, yeah, it had chicken in it and... Um, chicken Alfredo? Yeah, Alfredo. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it was really good, and I don't remember what the restaurant was called or even what land it was in. I just remember that there were, like, there was a tall, like, gate around oh, it. okay yeah if i remember right maybe i don't i don't know if i'm right or not but it was really really good so that's probably my favorite thing oh awesome. it was really delicious yeah very cool yeah uh, so one time when allison and i went with no kids so we got a sitter and we just went to, for a date night we went and actually ate at the the blue bayou so you know it's the restaurant that you it's right outside of oh it's inside the pirates of the caribbean which you go on the ride that ride right by it Oh, it was so delicious. It is a little pricey, but it's a really cool atmosphere. So, I mean, as far as like having like a nice dinner for a date, it's definitely probably one of my top picks at Disneyland. Yeah. Did you have to make uh, reservations for that? No, no. You were able to just walk in, which was pretty cool. Oh, cool. Okay. That's yeah. cool. I've always wanted to go to that because you always see when you're on the ride. Yeah. Yeah. And I know for a while it was closed for refurbishing, but I mean, uh, Pirates reopened last summer, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, think, oh, cool. I believe it was last summer that it reopened. So yeah, look, definitely looking forward to trying it again sometime. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll have to remember that if I ever go. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, did you have anything else with uh, Disneyland you wanted to bring up? Uh, no. Uh, well, I I would say like Disneyland is not only fun for the rides and the food, but then there's other like games and stuff that you could play, mm -hmm. like scavenger hunts and stuff like that. That they're a lot of fun and definitely worth doing especially if you have a season pass and yeah you can go if you want awesome awesome that's definitely uh something to consider very cool uh so i want to jump subjects again now this is going to be a really cool i think kind of an interesting conversation topic to to discuss uh we we have a mutual friend kevin weir who has been on the podcast before <laughs> to talk about his love for star Wars, but you actually had the experience of working with him with him, which is really cool. Uh, so yeah. can you explain to the listeners, what exactly did you do with Kevin as far as it relates to star Wars? Yeah. So he would create the molds and I would um, basically create the, the costumes, you know, they're like, it's armor, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, based on, you know, his, you know, artistic um, abilities, I would go in and be the one to like, actually like 
physically like make you know pump out the the armor that people would use in like cosplay and you know all sorts of things so it was really cool it was it was really like one of the most interesting jobs that i've ever had i've had a lot of interesting jobs but this one was definitely up there like it is just yeah just me and him doing that and so um it the process was interesting and just you know just the fact that like i was there making these these really cool like intricate you know detailed uh suits of armor it was it was really cool If I remember correctly, I think you guys were among the first to get to see your work on the 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 new uh he, Kevin always always referred to it as the TFA armor, so like the, Yes. the Force Awakens. So before the general public got to see the movie, you guys actually got to do molds for that armor. Was that right? Yeah, I got to see I got to see an actual, you know, piece of armor that was used in the movies before the movie came out. I think even before the trailers, but you know, I got to see it. It was like in this like long either a box or like a coffin looking thing and opened it. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. So yeah, I got to see that and um yeah, help make those. And, you know, I, I saw some like at Disneyland that I personally made. And so Oh, like, that's awesome. yeah, <laughs> really cool. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I well, always, yeah, so... I, Oh, sorry, go ahead, Davis. no, I, I, I always tell people about that every chance I get when I, when the topic of like interesting jobs come, you know, comes up, I always like show pictures and like, yeah. Oh, awesome. That's cool to hear, man. So yeah, I, I can report that uh, that Kevin, Brooke, and their, their boys are doing well. Uh, we got to see them in person uh, last year. For yeah, Oh, for cool. last year for Liam's uh, uh one year birthday party, we had a big birthday bash for him. So it was nice to catch up with them. Yeah. And then shortly after that is when Kevin joined me on the podcast. So I, I definitely want to have Kevin on again. Kevin, if you're listening, yeah, I definitely want you on for more Star Wars talk. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know they love you quite a bit. I mean, they're very uh, they're grateful for your friendship, and yeah, the the Weirs are awesome people. So. they really are they really are on another note i would see Uh huh. like you know different types of art because i i've always loved star wars but he definitely knows way Oh, more yeah. than i ever have and Yeah. there were characters i never knew existed and i saw you know armor for some of those characters and then now as i look more into star wars i'm like i recognize that name from you know kevin's workshop Yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's really cool yeah Awesome. Awesome. So I have one more, one more talking point story that I wanted to touch on. And I know this could be kind of a sensitive one for, for you, but I think it's kind of an inspirational story to hear. It's of your, your health scare, the hospital stay that you had last year. So when Yeah. I got to visit Utah last year with my family, uh, we got to obviously get together and have lunch at in and out which is always a blast, by the way, to hang out with you and any other our friends who can join us. But you shared some of the details of that particular uh, experience. So if you don't mind sharing with uh, my, my listeners now, what exactly happened to you? Was it last year or two years ago that required It was hospitalization a few. and it was almost like a, a life-threatening experience for you, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it was definitely life threatening. Um, like if if a solution wasn't found, you know, I I would have died. But it was a year ago, yeah. So I I ended up going to the hospital because I I was losing a ton of weight. And, you know, I'm I'm a pretty slender guy, so um, but I I had lost I, I'm, I'm forgetting how much exactly, but a lot of weight. 
So I, I ended up weighing, you know, 125 pounds and I'm six, four almost. Mm -hmm. So if you can imagine, that's like really, really bad, but I wasn't able to eat because I would, it would, I, it would just come back up. Mm -hmm. I would eat and just throw up shortly after, or it would be too painful to eat. So I just wouldn't. And so like, I, I ended up losing a lot of weight. I had, I couldn't got to the point where I couldn't walk um, without like holding on to the wall or, you know, tables around me. Uh, it was just that bad. And I looked, you know, like, you know, a Holocaust victim. So um, it was really life threatening, but uh, a solution was found through like really like specific, you know, sequence of events where if the solution wasn't found, I, you know, I would have kept losing weight because I, I, I was not eating. And so um, luckily, like with help from other people, like I, I was able to figure out like actually what was going on and like how to get it fixed. Um, so they figured that out at the hospital. Mm -hmm. And so I was really fortunate. So like it was one of those situations where I'm like, I, I don't know how this is going to get fixed because nothing, you know nothing is is working so yeah oh wow wow yeah i mean it, it's still just kind of like when i when i hear something you go when you go through like that a good friend of yours go through an experience like that it's it can be really like uh like eye dropping or like uh how i want to describe it like uh it makes you value life when you realize one of your good friends is going through something like that and you had no idea that it was even happening uh, yeah. so again, I'm, I'm grateful that you're, you're well and that you're healthy and that, that you were able to overcome that, uh, adversity, that, that health scare, because that eventually led you to finding your, your now future wife. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, being healthy and, you know, able to function definitely. And it, it's like when I was going through it, it, it was weird because w when I told you, I, I was hanging out with you and Doug yeah. and when I told you about it, like. I, I was telling you like all the details and stuff. And mm -hmm. while I was telling you, I'm like, wow, I can't believe like I never really told anybody because like, it sounds like something like, wow, why, why, why wouldn't I tell anybody? But I was in such like, such pain that like, I couldn't even, you know, reach out because like, that's how bad it was. And so like, basically what happened was I, I had been losing a lot of weight because um, I I've had a lot of headaches throughout my life and I would take aspirin to, to take care of them. But I had taken enough over, you know, a long period of time that my stomach just uh, reacted badly to it. And so um, what happened was there were um, ulcers in my, in my small intestine that had eventually scarred over and caused my small intestines to fuse together mm -hmm. and so that food couldn't pass through and so it, it the food that i would eat had nowhere to go except you know for me to throw it up mm -hmm. and so um for for a long time because I, I didn't know what was happening because doctors couldn't really find the problem i i just kept losing weight and so um, the doctors really accidentally found out about this problem, you know, mm -hmm. because if if they 
I, I guess to put a long story short, the the doctors made you know some mistakes to where they 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 weren't able to finish certain procedures in order that they thought would help me, and so they had to send me somewhere else. Um, and those doctors actually found found the 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 you know the the parts of my st small intestines that that were fused together and so because they sent me to a different doctor that was able to find it because they weren't able to fix it you know i they they were able to to help me and so it took a really long time and uh, you know because they they found the problem they were able to fix it so i i was really lucky oh, okay that's definitely a very uh you know a life-changing experience and you know again uh it's scary that it could have gone either way, but uh, I'm, I'm again grateful that the doctors were able to find the, the solution. And I'm sure your family is as well. I'm relieved that you're still here with us and uh, yeah. you got a, a bright future ahead of you. So I'm, I'm very grateful and uh, very appreciative of your friendship, Davis. So thank you. Yeah, thanks. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, that was pretty much all the talking points I had for tonight. Do you have anything else you wanted to bring up or discuss before we wrap up? Uh, no. Yeah. This was a lot of fun, though. Oh, thank you again. Thank you for coming on the podcast again. This is really just just for fun, because, again, I'm not a professional podcaster. I make mistakes all the time, <laughs> but uh, it, it's fun for me just to reminisce and talk to old friends, particularly friends who I haven't talked to in a while. And, and yeah, just talk about the things that we love, which I think is always interesting and fun. So so thank you again for coming on the, the podcast, Davis. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it, too. And I hope it's at all possible if you can make it to Utah. For the for the wedding oh yeah. absolutely well, well we'll discuss it more off camera yeah, yeah definitely count on me for sure <laughs> all right okay well thanks everybody so you've been listening to the, the casting for fun podcast thanks everyone